You know what I hate? When your social media pops up with a summer vacation pic from like five years ago and it's great memories, but then, ugh, when did the wrinkles and the bags around the eyes show up? Delete, delete. Well, not this summer. How about no more pop-up pics with deep wrinkles, fine lines, and bags under the eyes? And I'm not talking about surgery. I'm talking about Plexiderm. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under-eye bags all in the comfort of your home in minutes. Plexiderm goes on clear, lasts for hours, so nobody will know your secret. I tried it and I look like me, just younger, healthier, better rested. The results will blow you away. Get Plexiderm and love how you look and feel this summer in the mirror and in photos. Go to tryplexiderm.com and use the code VOICES for half off a full-size bottle of Plexiderm plus an additional $10 off. Or try a $14.95 trial pack today by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mention code VOICES. Again, visit tryplexiderm.com and use code VOICES for half off a full-size bottle plus an additional $10 off. Or a $14.95 95 trial pack when you use code VOICES. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Standing up and speaking out, here's Hal Sparks. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, happy Saturday to you. Uh, I think it's Saturday. Do we know what days are anymore? Do we still? It is Saturday, John? John's with it's us. It's Saturday. Oh, good. All right. Um, so tonight, technically speaking, is all right for fighting, although we do not recommend yes. we believe in in peaceful protest and people just getting along. Um, but it's all right. It's all right for fighting. Our, can't stop lying in our chat says, hi, Johnny, uh, as do many hey. folks that are joining us this fine morning. And um, uh, hopefully audio uh, is OK in the uh, chat room and on the stream. We are streaming live at twitch.tv slash Hal Sparks right now. And also on my Facebook page and on Periscope. These are your three options right now because I have been kicked to the curb by YouTube by a copyright strike fraudulently put on my channel, which is uh, apparently the way um, you can Tanya Harding anyone's YouTube channel. So um, that currently we're in, we're in, I'm in purgatory or YouTube jail of some sort. YouTube jail. Yeah. Which I'm proud of. It literally, uh, it makes me feel like I'm a grown-up streamer at this point that I've had one of those Finally. big takedowns. You know what I mean? Because it means you're on the radar. means they're paying attention. Um, yep. And good morning to everybody over at uh, Facebook and everybody out there listening just on the airwaves. Our number is, of course, 773-763-9278. And that's the way I've you can call in the blocked, show. I've actually Videos of mine have been blocked on YouTube for my own songs. Mm-hmm. Like... That happens <laughs> like when could, you you sell through TuneCore or one of these sites where you can post your own music. And it yeah, goes I said through CD Baby, and so then like CD Baby made a claim on a song that um, like I posted a live video of my band, and they're like, you know, this song is actually copywritten. I'm like, I know, it's yes, our song by me. I know. Yeah, well, that's I. I personally, I have had that problem with my own when I posted clips from Charmageddon. We used my song Animal mm-hmm. from um, my band's first yeah. record. Um, as the intro music to all the clips and I kept getting a strike and I had to like, I had to write a bunch of angry letters to the, the company I literally sell my music through like a lot of indie artists do and, and go, Hey guys, can you stop striking my, is there a, can yeah. we create a list of my channels? Can where, you green flag just me please? Yes. Right. My, with my own stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And this is something by the way, that's happening in terms of, and it lo- it wonderfully dovetails into a big part of our conversation this morning. Um, 
is that he will often, um, Johnny's now showing off his giant, freakishly long guitar player fingers right now, his alien face hugger uh, knuckles. And um, <laughs> so when, when, you know, when indie artists or comedians or whatever have been posting their stuff on the internet as live stuff over time, even in the form of podcasts, 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 yeah, podcasts, yeah, right, is, is, is. As podcasts have become an integral part of a lot of people's like comedy uh, and performance career, even a part of regular journalism in a lot of ways, the ability to post your podcast and have it readily available and and consistently attainable by the people who would want to listen to it is not just an augmentation of your career, but an integral part of that, that if it was removed, would have a a, a deleterious effect on your career. It would genuinely hamstring you, especially if you're growing an audience and people are counting on it and all that kind of stuff. Um, as I am experiencing with YouTube, hi YouTube, if you're listening. Um, but there is, you know, there are other elements within that. You know, when musicians do it, where they can still sell physical CDs themselves, they can still go live and the like that until the sh the work from home shift happened and nobody could go out live and sell CDs or perform live in the case of comics or a lot of podcasters were touring the country doing their podcast live. Yep. A lot of comedy clubs had, you know, uh, Adam Carolla was literally, literally touring comedy clubs, not doing comedy, but just squatting on the space, taking it up, doing a, po a live podcast to the point where in future, um, there will be people doing live podcasting in front of a live audience in its own venue. I, I predict that once we get back to live performing, that will be a much more common. Oh, yeah, well, thing. like my favorite murder and those people, they play theaters. Yes. And, um, and they, we used to have a we used to have a thing called radio in this country. You might be familiar with it. You're listening to it right now if you're driving around Chicago and the outlying area. And that's exactly what happened. We have literally looped back to 1930s entertainment because people would go mm -hmm. watch a, you know, while people banging on pots and pans and having a pair of shoes on their hands using coconut hooves as horses, all that kind of stuff. Then we got television, film, all these other, where you got to see the moving pictures. And then now we're back to people sitting in a theater watching people bang coconuts on a table and, and hit, you know, clank, silverware to make it seem like a dinner is going on as people read from papers. It's kind of extraordinary. And as a person who grew up loving old radio, um, I, I can't tell you how much I enjoy uh, those kind of podcast experiences when they do do them, when it's, when it's a live uh, performance of something. And I, I predict that that will be there, that will, there will be a two-tier growth in that. The, the first being that there will be a lot more of that live that you will go see because it's the easiest production to get back on its feet. Live readings of stuff, performance of books, performance of stories, those kind of things is easier to get back on their feet, you know, as soon as theaters and things open again, say in the spring. And then in the in the future, um, after that, people will, uh, I guess, cartoon those things would be my guess. So 
like the Ricky Gervais show on on HBO, which was a cartooning of his podcast uh, that he did with Carl Pilkington and Stephen Merchant. That's that's it's going adorable. to happen. Yeah, it's it's pretty great, but it's going to happen. That said, the other aspect of the work from home stuff that, you know, if your Internet gets taken down or it gets overloaded because suddenly everybody's staying at home and instead of having cable, they move to streaming. They, you know, if you work from home, if you do what I do, which is stream live from your house, I use up the mass, a massive amount of bandwidth in my house when I'm doing my show. So having other, you know, gaming and other stuff going on in the house, it, you know, as many people who are now working from home and doing this kind of stuff or having Zoom meetings will know it eats up the bandwidth that you have available to you and affects your ability to make a living, which is, you know, a huge, uh, it, it will ha- it has to have a financial impact. You have to make decisions just like rationing food almost, but with your internet bandwidth as well. The same thing applies to the mail. When you are working from home and you need to either mail out a product or receive payment or send and receive stuff through the mail that is not... Um, you know, large packages, let's say that you might FedEx or UPS that, that you could take advantage of the lower cost of using the, the postal service. If you have an eBay or a, um, you know, a, an Etsy business, or you are shifting whatever business you had in retail, maybe you're one of these people who joins in these five station, um, uh, the, you know, those, uh, like five station stores in malls that they used to have where people would essentially put on um, a, it's like almost a vacant store, but they would have like four different artists or stations in there. Um, We get to look at both me and me. There you go. Now uh, I'm going to pin you in there, Johnny. There you go. So sorry about that. That's okay. So this is, this is a real concern for the consistency of the mail for you is a financial factor. And as you try to gain ground, while while the Walmarts of the world are already in place to handle this, while the Amazons of the world are already uh, you know, in this, that if someone's going to buy something online from a, a small vendor or an individual who's trying to shift what they had as far as their physical work online, temporarily or as an augmentation of what, you know, going forward, they'll do both that idea to gain ground. You have to be able to be consistent. You have to have the customer feel like they can compete, uh, you know, that that you're competitive with the people that they would also order from. If you're a small vendor and Wayfair is competing with you or, or Walmart or Target online or any of these things, if you can't mail your stuff out with some reliable amount of speed, then you get uh, n- you know negative hits on Yelp and reviews. Pe- fewer people will order from you, and it grinds you down to where you never get off the ground. It is yet another way where giant corporations that already have kind of the dual stream situation going on are benefiting from the shift over, and that anybody who might provide something that's original, personal, that's available that's of equal quality counts on the normal functioning of the country. 
I, you know, they can't drive to their store. They can't drop off the stuff that they consignment sell or whatever they do. So they're doing it through the mail. If the mail is sabotaged, they'll never get off the ground. They will never get that toehold they need in the next eight to 10 months before things start slowly but surely returning to normal that will that will allow them to feed their family and and have some sense of hope that they will be able to develop a, a business they can rely on. Um, hey, Gonzo. Um, so the mail becomes crucial in this beyond even the election. And when we come back, I want to talk about some of the attacks on the mail that are happening right now. And let me be abundantly clear. We need to make Louis DeJoy's name famous. He that that name has to be synonymous with sabotage and anti-democratic activity with Mud and Benedict Arnold. And I will tell you, do I know for a fact that Louis DeJoy is doing this for political reasons? Well, he's a Trump bundler. He was a Trump fundraiser before Trump gave him the job. But like Trump, I think it's about what's in it for him. And I'll tell you about that when we come back. It's the House Bar Radio program, Mega Worldwide on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk, now streaming at twitch.tv slash Hal Sparks. It's adorable. It's fun. There's all kinds of emoticons and things and fun things. Just join and subscribe. You can subscribe on there and be part of the chat using your Amazon Prime. If that doesn't make my point, I don't know what does. We'll be back. Now let's get back with HealthSparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. We are, yeah, we are now, ish. We are ish-ish back. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening every Saturday. It's the HealthSparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. We're on WCPT. WCPT820.com is the website uh, for all your uh, progressive talk needs. And uh, you should, uh, you should, uh, should bookmark it. I'm just saying. Throw them a bone, raise those numbers. We vote with our eyeballs as well as our hands and our ballots and our feet and our dollars. So um, the uh, the reality of um, of voter fraud as a threat to democracy versus people not voting is statistically and. An, an outsized pile of ridiculousness. The the number of people who don't bother to vote, who don't register, who don't participate, um, that is, if there is a crime around voting in the United States, it is this, this abdication of the, the basic rules of citizenry that a lot of Americans do, more than anything else. Will we ever be able to pass an Australian kind of rule where if you don't vote, you'll uh, you get fined or something like that? No, we won't, because the the Thing? the yeah, because the the basic rights in this country also within them have an opt out aspect. You know, you uh, the right to bear arms might not be infringed, but you're not forced to carry arms in the same way you're not forced to quarter soldiers in your home. You, you have the right to free speech, but you don't have to offer up your opinion. The, the not speaking is integral to that speech part. 
if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice, as Rush would say. You and totally, I was really going to do that. Were I you? Yeah. I, I, I believe you because we are simpatico on, um, on even more than the cold hot dog level. So, um, <laughs> um, oh, thank you, Mikarama. Um, thanks everybody for the support in the, in the chat because YouTube, um, hamstrung us. We can no longer survive on super chats. It literally destroyed the entire arm of that for the foreseeable future, possibly up to three months. So if you can subscribe on Twitch or if you want to donate at the PayPal address, that would be lovely. If not, just listen and let's get into our story. So the, the big fear mongering that the Trump administration has been saying and the actions that they are taking around it through Louis DeJoy, uh, the anti-democratic chaos agent put in charge of the Postal Service by Donald John Trump to guarantee what they think is electoral victory by limiting the number of people who can vote by mail in a pandemic. Um, the, the essence of what they are doing is, and, and what it's predicated on, if you listen to them, is voter fraud and that ballots are going to be rounded up and stuffed in mailboxes and dead people and dogs are going to vote. Virginia, <laughs> did you hear that? They, uh, they, sent out, they sent out ballots, according to the president. Um, they sent out ballots. Thank you, Jester. They sent out ballots. Can you imagine? To dead people and dogs, Johnny Million. I, I Horrified. Uh, first of all, how do they return them? Well, clearly by uh, Democratic operatives rounding up dead dog um, ballots and bringing them back. Of course, never mind the fact that in the Virginia case, it was a private company that mailed out mail-in ballot applications to people on an old list they had purchased. See, the voter rolls of every state um, are purged regularly of dead people and fraudulent accounts. That's, you hear this every election cycle. And a lot of activists panic because right-wingers tend to use these normal, run-of-the-mill governmental purges, which are necessary to make sure that there's not a bunch of garbage on our, in the voter rolls, dead people uh, not continuing to be sent ballots and, and applications and the like. They purge people based on who's died um, or who's been convicted of a felony and is in jail. And or people you just don't like the look of their name. I mean, you That's just true. gotta purge people. You don't like the cut of their jib. Nope. You just, yeah, you kick it out. This this name Bill looks brown. Highly yeah. unlikely. Like him, uh, but this this <laughs> name sounds a little brown to me, Gary. Oh, got to get rid of the brown names. Yeah. So especially when they line up, um, if you've got six Juan Hernandezes in the voter rolls, and you don't bother to look at the middle initial. And you just go, well, I mean, that could have been an F. It could have been an S or it could have been a squiggle. I mean, I know it's on the driver's license. I know it's legit. But let's just until nobody will call me on it until the election's over. So we got one one who has gone to jail. And so let's just wipe out the other four or five that are on here that can, you know, that sound like this. Even if there's a J Hernandez, maybe they his name is J-A-Y, but maybe he meant to just write a J and it came out that So let's purge him too. If he's not on the rolls, he'll re-up to make sure he can vote, which is why you go to vote.org and make sure you're registered right now. Right now, while you're listening to the show, 
You can do other things. You have a computer. Go to vote.org. Make sure you're registered. Make sure you know what your polling place is. No, make sure right, you know the rules for mailing. Go do it. You're all ready. You have your phone in your hand all the time. It, there's nothing wrong with having this be part of your newly minted OCD, you know, your, your, your disorder caused by the quarantine where you're just constantly <laughs> checking something. Add vote.org to that. Okay? So... The, the big thing that they have is that uh, these purges happen. Right-wingers always make use of those purges, the, right, the, the Chris Kobachs of the world, make use of these to purge people with similar names because, in the words of Steve Weirich, um, the, they don't want everyone to vote. No. Their leverage in the election, the right-wing leverage in the election, goes down as the voter rolls go up. It's, that's not even a question. They believe it. They, they it. admit it. They they worry about it all the time. How can we purge the voter rolls? How can we do electoral college entirely? The hell with the public with, with the public vote with the individual one on one vote. So, which is why I get so angry at the both sides argument. There's only one side that wants fewer people to, to vote. Exactly. Yes, there is, and and the Demo- the Republican side, the argument that you will always hear from these folks is that well, the you know. The, the, the Democrats want fake voters to vote. They want dogs and dead people and um, like it's Chicago 1935, right, is right. the idea. But in this process, the, um, and I'll make sure I don't run over time because I've been streaming so much lately. I'm, I, I'm getting fast and loose with my commercial breaks, Johnny. You have yeah, to help keep are. me honest at the quarter hour and a half. Keep me, uh, crack Stay that with. Hey, honest. So, one of the, one you know one of the things that they bring up um, regularly is that there's going to be ballot stuffing, voter fraud. Trump himself says foreign countries are going to print. They are they are going to print ballots and dump them, and they're just going to be counted. Yeah. Uh-huh. But they're also going to cite Patterson, New Jersey. Regularly, in Patterson, New Jersey, the reason they're going to cite Patterson, New Jersey is because four people running for a city council, like two people on the city council and two people helping them, engaged in voter fraud and ballot harvesting and all this kind of stuff and were arrested. They went to jail for it. You see, they tried it, but it was harder than they thought. Lots of people complained that their votes didn't show up, that their ballots didn't show up. And a lot of people that saw that they had voted went, no, we never received our ballots. We now know we didn't vote. Those guys aren't in office. They lost their seat. There was a criminal, there were criminal charges against them. And this is the site, the, the, the main case that they're using, Patterson, New Jersey. Those guys who got caught and will go to jail as a sign that voting by mail isn't secure. Well, that's like saying that if someone gets, if once the police arrest a murderer, that the town is pro-murder because the murder happened in the first place, ignoring the fact that, that it's, that it is a crime and B was the person was caught and they were prosecuted. Now, it really is like they don't understand justice. They want to not, scream that crime happened and then somebody was prosecuted when really people demanding justice are crimes happen and nobody cares. That's exactly right. 
And the that's and right. the, the white people who killed the brown people don't pay the consequence. That's right. And so and especially when it comes to election fraud and the like, because what what the big thing in the Patterson thing, we got to take a break and we'll be back right after this with more of the show. The big thing in the Patterson case was 20 percent. You'll hear them say 20 percent of the votes were thrown out. 20 percent of the ballots were thrown out. <laughs> By the way, this is indicative of how hard it is to fake a ballot because the guys who brought these fake ballots in had brought in pe- ones from dead people and pets and all kinds of other stuff or had fake names or had written it in themselves. And they don't match up. There's a voter roll that the state has. If it doesn't match by signature and by the, you know, the, the voting pattern of the person or the, you know, or it isn't their name at all, or the person shows up as dead or a dog or isn't there at all, it gets thrown out. If the person is standing in front of them, they get a provisional ballot. We've seen the problems with that. But when it comes to mail-in voting, it just goes away. Those votes are just going to get thrown out. So again, go to ta- we're going to take a break. Go to vote.org. Make sure you're registered. Make sure everything's up to date. You know where you're going to vote. And then follow the rock the vote thing that's been hip since Johnny and I were at Nutrier, which is plan on getting three friends to vote because if they can get rid of 20% of the vote, we need to triple the number of people participating this time around. We'll be back. Finding your family story, whichever way you choose to go, tracing your family generations back with a family tree or uncovering your ethnicity through ancestry DNA. It is easy to get started with ancestry. Now, an Ancestry DNA test tells you where your ancestors are from, which I would love to find out. And Ancestry's billions of records and millions of family trees let you discover your personal stories. And hopefully you'll find out your tree has branches, not like the Trumps, because I'm not sure about that one. Uh, You can find a famous relative or perhaps a photo of your great grandma's little girl. This really is absolutely incredible. Ancestry DNA can reveal ethnic origins and provide historical details that bring unique family stories to life. Who doesn't want to know where they've come from? Ancestry DNA doesn't just tell you which countries you're from, but also can pinpoint the specific regions within them, giving you insightful geographic details about your history. I mean, you can trace paths of your recent ancestors and learn how and why your family moved from that place to place around the world. Maybe there's a reason they left and ended up in Arkansas. Who knows? But you have a way to find out. You can do that right now. I want you to start exploring your family story today. Head to my URL at Ancestry.com backslash liberal to get your Ancestry DNA kit and start your free trial today. That's Ancestry.com backslash liberal. Welcome. Um, the, um, it is, uh, we, were, we were discussing many things during the break, not the least of which <laughs> our, our history in, uh, at New Trier and, um, the, and Lake Forest's uh, experience with Mr. T cutting down the 100-year-old trees in his yard that caused mu- much uh, clural, like pearl clutching, pearl clutching, pearl clutching, you know, back in the day. It was a, it was a fascinating story. Oh, by the way, people are popping in the chat saying they are registered to vote and they checked. Um, and um, so in, you know, during that break, please let me know, by the way. And again, this applies for the record. Can I do this too? Because I know some people hate listen and hate watch on the right side. L- understand this. If you're conservative or 
libertarian psychopath, um, because I don't think libertarians, it's not actually a governing philosophy. I think it's absurd. But um, but for the record, let's say you are, you know, um, and uh, or you're a Green Party or you're a, a Jill Stein spoiler from last time who's hoping to, you know, um, keep the kids in cages things going as long as possible. Whatever your thing is that I clearly disagree with as a motivation for voting, understand this. It doesn't matter. I want you to vote. I would rather lose to you on the on on the field of argument and politics legitimately than have you hamstrung where you cannot vote and win artificially. Because that's how you get an undercurrent of malcontents burning stuff down and rioting and and bundies of the world taking over, you know, federal lands with guns and pointing sniper rifles, rifles at cops. The reason you give everybody a vote, the reason why you want everyone in, engaged, even if you disagree with them is because you don't want a silent majority situation to happen all the time. You don't want, and the disenfranchised folks who are like, I don't even know what the point of voting is. The, you know, the Democrats and Republicans are two legs in the same pair of pants. That whole garbage argument is another version of that discontent group. That these are the folks that undermine democracy by, um, by basically uh, wailing and moaning on, the, on YouTube and the like um, causing everybody to doubt democracy it, in and of itself, which gives ballast and weight to the Russians undermining democracy all across the, the Western world. Yeah, libertarians have no idea what they're it's, really doing. I mean, it's silly. It's adorable sometimes. Most of the time, it's, I mean, it's, it, you can Once tolerate you're past it. 19 years old and you realize there are other people in the flipping world and yeah. that you're in a society, if you want to go live in a log cabin, go scream into the woods that you're a libertarian. Right. Yeah. Um, you you will, by the way, in your libertarianness, eventually uh, call for the cops or complain that the road doesn't go far out enough, or that the market you go to um, that your buddy set up in his barn gave you uh, food poisoning. But you know, it's I mean, it's a joke. And and basically, if you look at the chop or the chaz or any of those variances of it, that's a crisscross between total anarchists, um, psychotic libertarians, and sovereign citizen types. It has nothing to do with Black Lives Matter. It has nothing to do with the protest against the 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 actual functioning uh, of of a democracy or a government in and of itself. It is the antithesis of that very thing. The chop and the chaz are, are a mass delusion version of that psychopath that you see on uh, these occasional people getting pulled over where they say, my car doesn't need tags. You have no authority against me as a police officer to check my registration. I can have a gun on my lap because I, I have the right within my own lands and my car counts as that, like that kind of garbage, which is unsustainable in the interaction on your personal level with your own family, much less a functioning society where the rest of us need to go see our families and go to work and school our children and the like while we get on with it. So in, in that whole, you know, that whole tide of nonsense over there, like 
Trump will often cite far left radicals and anarchists. And nobody really noticed that the anarchist part that he brings up is an and, is an addendum. Because anarchists, I got news for you, don't vote. They don't believe in democracy. They're not activists for any particular cause. They are uh, the school shooter version of a chaos agent politically. Um, it is. It is. It has as much weight on democracy as incel flipouts have on your marriage. So when you say chaos, is that like smart chaos? No, no, no. That's that's at least funny, you know. <laughs> um, but it, but in all honesty, um, this is a. This is the, what they constantly use. This is what Trump constantly uses as a justification for being against mail-in voting and being against the, you know, the volume of people. I mean, he said the quiet part loud already. He said, you know, the, the Democrats want all these new voters uh, instead of saying, you know, his normal line, I think, which is what they believe, like illegals voting, which is the whole thing. But there's no evidence of that. They, they, he had his own people look into it. If you, if you don't think... There were, if there were 3 million, 3 million illegal votes in California in 2016, you don't think Bill Barr wouldn't have spent the better part of a year prosecuting at least one of them, finding one of them. And again, the, the ROI on faking a vote of like these guys who got busted in Patterson, New Jersey, the return on investment to that activity um, just to get it to be big enough to change the actual, you know, the the nature of a vote, in, especially in, a, in an election that is polling this far apart. You can change 78,000 votes in a 120 million vote election and, and tip the electoral college. But when your candidate is losing by eight to 11 points in a lot of states, the chances of that kind of fakery and chicanery actually doing anything is really slim. And if Bill Barr could find one case of voter bundling or voter fraud or a, or going, you don't think they would have combed through all the electoral rolls of California, <clears throat> who voted, when they voted and who for, and found one person who didn't have the right to vote that wasn't Ann Coulter or a member of the president's immediate family. You don't think they would have found it by now? You don't think that would have been the cause level? What has this guy been whining about since he got in office? Because he knows he lost the popular vote. He's been pushing back against that. I don't know, Johnny, you look like a ghost on the deck of the start of, of, of uh, a Battlestar Galactica or something. Um, <laughs> I was configuring the settings and this one just kind of appealed to me. Yeah, I can understand why. Um, uh, so the um, if you're watching on, on the Twitch stream, you'll know what we're talking about or on Periscope or on Facebook. Everyone else is just completely confused. But the point is, if you don't, it, for, they went through the Mueller investigation with a fine-tooth comb. They ground through everybody. Did they find a, something that would have gotten Mike Flynn's case thrown out? No, they just commuted his sentence because- if he accepted a pardon, he'd have to admit his guilt. And he had already pled guilty. 
So by commuting it and then uh, and then giving him grounds to sue for malicious prosecution by commuting it, they they can pretend for the foreseeable future that there wasn't a real case there when there absolutely was. The same thing is true of um, Ken uh, Klein. What's his name? Uh, Ken Kleinmaker. Um, the Kevin Klein. Yeah. So uh, the Kevin Klein, Dave copy that uh, the he's the FBI lawyer that was busted this week and who pled guilty to change to altering a FISA application. Um, let me tell you this before we go to break and then we'll talk about it when we come back. It was the FISA uh, application to continue, continue. They already had one continue looking at Carter Page, not the initial one, just to keep it going. The judge had already signed off on the first one. This was just to keep it going, to continue doing it. And the change he made would have made it more likely that the judge okayed the FISA warrant. Contemplate that during the break. We'll be back. You know what I hate? When your social media pops up with a summer vacation pic from like five years ago, and it's great memories, but you're like, ugh, when do the wrinkles and the bags around the eyes show up? Delete, delete. Well, not this summer. Let's say no more pop-up pics with deep wrinkles, fine lines, and bags under the eyes. And I'm not talking about surgery. I'm talking about Plexiderm, a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates wrinkles, crow's feet, and under-eye bags all in the comfort of your home in minutes. Plexiderm goes on clear and lasts for hours, so nobody will know your secret. I tried it, and I look like me, just younger, healthier, and better rested. The results will blow you away. Get Plexiderm and love how you look and feel this summer in the mirror, and in photos. Go to TryPlexiderm.com and use the code VOICES for half off a full-size bottle of Plexiderm plus an additional $10 off. Or try a $14.95 trial pack today by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mention VOICES. Again, visit TryPlexiderm.com and use code VOICES for half off a full-size bottle plus an additional $10 off. Or try a $14.95 trial pack when you use code VOICES. This is Tom Hartman, and you're listening to the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. I think it goes the other way around. Doesn't the music start, and then the Tom Hartman thing comes in? It's my Did first it, are day. We, are we, hey. That's all right, Paul. It's the it, it, Welcome, Paul, by the way. Um, uh, thank you for filling in for us, Paul. We greatly appreciate it. It's nice to have Ooh. you here with us. Much love from Johnny and I and the entire chat room. Devin, our normal engineer and producer and screener and everyman, is not with us today because uh, there there is a COVID in the household issue, and he is out for two weeks in quarantine, um, away from the rest of the station and everybody who works there. And um, we are going to check in with him live next Saturday in the middle of his two weeks away to see how his health is and all that and keep track of him because um, he, you know, he does not, he has not tested positive yet. They're going to go, he's going to have a test, but a member of his household did. And so he's got a, um, I I guess the station is going to have him tested on Monday because it just happened. And so Mm -hmm. he can't, he can't be in the station obviously. And, and uh, he's going to be out for two weeks during this time. And this is an ongoing concern um, for businesses all over the place. Cause we've continued 
all through this. The station continues um, doing the best they can with the protocols they have. But if you're if you're an engineer on a radio show and you're a host on a radio show, um, there are and and you need you know a couple of sound people to keep the thing together, and you've got to be and the time scale of it is such that you can't do it off site. There is a there's a tremendous uh, difficulty in just simply going, okay, everybody work from home right now. You know who can do that? Google. Google. Everybody at YouTube, (laughs) you know, for example, can work from home practically. There's There's some people who, you know, scan the giant wall of screens for, you know, untoward content being thrown up. But a lot of that's automated in ways that it wasn't before. And uh, but a lot of these uh, stations and, you know, small businesses across the country cannot afford to do that. Simply cannot. Now, back to what we were talking about. So uh, Carter Page, from the very beginning, Carter Page, for many of you who watched the Chris Hayes interviews, which were hysterical and depressing and ridiculous and enticing and some of the most obvious flirting that anyone has ever done with Chris Hayes since he, I think, conceived his last child. Um, I really thought that they were going to go places. I did. I really thought that I thought that relationship, I think, you know, Paige and Hayes as a podcast, at least eyebrows. Remember the hot, all the (laughs) the total like. His eyebrows would go up with every question that he couldn't answer no to. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and let's 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 be abundantly clear. Um, Carter Page is a moron. <laughs> without He's, question. Without question, he is not a smart person. And anybody who listens to him talk for more than ten minutes is like. I think this is one of the dumbest people I have ever heard speak in my life. Yeah. Like this isn't even the, because there's a people who give the, at least the illusion of intellect. I, I think I do a fairly decent job there. You got me can, fooled. Yeah, exactly. I can talk at length about a lot of things and say nearly nothing. No, I'm kidding. But the, uh, I'm actually quite smart. And that's, uh, you can tell because I just said so. But mm-hmm. uh, in the case of Carter Page, anybody, including the Russians, could listen to him speak English even if they didn't speak the same language and were like, this guy's an idiot, okay? And they were joking about Carter Page in the communications that the Mueller report came up with. They were There were phone calls where they talked about what a useful idiot he was. And in the case of, you know, because that's, that, is, uh, that is clear to anyone, that is obvious to anybody who listens to Carter Page talk for a second. No one would trust him, anybody who, I mean, perhaps an equal idiot. But, um, you know, Leslie in our chat says he's got an 80 IQ. Why would Putin invite him to do anything? Uh, Invite him to anything. Well, first of all, certainly not for his intellect or to give a lecture on economics. But you know what he's good for? You know what he's really good for? carrying an envelope all during the discussions between the Trump administration and the Russians during the lead up to the election and, and during the transition when, when 
Mike Flynn was kissing uh, Sergei Kislyak's butt and telling him, don't worry about it, we're going to rescind the sanctions, something they had no right or ability to do. They, were, they had passed through the Senate and the House with a veto-proof majority. There was no way they were getting out of this. They were just going to try and drag them out as long as possible. Donald Trump has famously, famously been anti-email his entire life. Now, why? Because most of the email stuff that he's seen people get busted for is stuff he does himself. Fraud, uh, paying off porn stars and, and affairs, um, uh, arranging for abortions, all that kind of stuff. When that stuff comes up in court, um, check out Jared Kushner's dad if you want to know what I'm talking about. Trump has been famously anti-email and anti-electronic communications. He records most of his phone calls. He prides himself on being able to say what he needs to say in a phone call without saying anything that is legally uh, binding. I think it was in the Michael Cohen book that just came out. Like Trump would would not say, I, I want him to die. He'd go, I just wouldn't mind if it happened. That kind of languaging which means nothing if you're just doing it from a distance or you're a troll on the internet. But if you know the guy personally and you know some people personally who would do it, the, that kind of a statement, much like when the mob uses that kind of language, takes on a whole new meaning. And, the, and so Trump is a big fan of paper messages that are destroyed. Old school, 60s spy work. That's why he and Kim Jong-un exchanged beautiful love letters. That, the, the correspondence between Trump and Putin directly, when it's not on a phone call with no one listening now that's in the White House, because he thinks he has complete control over that, and, per, and perhaps he does, because he has purged everyone who isn't a complete sycophant, is the fact that it, during the, the campaign in the lead-up, one of the ways they communicated was by paper. The person who brought that paper to and from the United States and gave it to high-ranking officials in the Russian government and then left, had a vodka, and went home was Carter Page. The FISA warrant to continue investigation and to continue the investigation into Carter Page, by the way, at the point when he had already been a useless idiot. Um, yes, I meant that. Um, entailed a detail, apparently. Uh, yeah, it was Kevin Kleinmaker. Um, is the, uh, you can make your own Kevin Klein, which would be lovely to have around the house. You moron. Uh, I can't even do that quote. Um, stuck up, pompous. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll do, uh, on the regular stream, I'll start throwing in some fish called Wanda um, quotes. But Kevin Kleinmaker, um, what he changed on the, FISA application that he is pleading guilty to changing was the detail that Carter Page had previously been a government source. He had provided information to the government before. And that in and of itself would say to a judge, okay, this guy had interacted with us before, had a, um, a, a relationship with our government. And now 
he has apparently decided that the, the money's on the other side. That's even more concerning. A, a, a spy or a courier who's innocuous and just kind of carries stuff is worrisome enough. The actions of the Trump but somebody who may have acted and had information before, who's now working against the interests of the United States, mm-hmm. is, is actually more deserving of a FISA warrant against them. Overreach. That's, and there is a case to be made that the that Kevin Kleinmaker in changing this, that warrant, taking that detail off, actually benefited the Trump administration. That there would be as much an argument by the Eric Holders of the world before, during the transition, or Sally Yates worrying about a prosecution of this, that that Carter Page's identity was, we were pretending not to know. We were pretending not to know that this guy had access and information before, and now he may be sharing it with Russian spies, specifically Sergei Kislyak and uh, um, Andrei Dvorovich, Dvorkovich, who was his his fellow courier. He was the guy who met him. He used to work for Medvedev and and his father runs the the Russian Chess Federation, which is, by the way, one of their spy training arms is chess. Um, and so if you're a major spy in Russia, you are you got you have to learn chess and you have to be good at it. So the chess world there is loaded with spies. We got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Al Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Now time for the happy ending. Yay! Yay! Hey. Um, we love you, Devin. Um, stay safe and heal up, and, and, and our thoughts go out to your family member who tested positive. Quit your whining. What? <laughs> what is wrong with you? What's I'm the just saying the you? opposite of what we what's, actually think. What's wrong with you? What's the matter with you? No, I don't feel good. Um, uh, Joe versus the volcano, anyone? No, all right. Um, I love Joe so versus the volcano. I absolutely do. So, um, um, and and by the way, uh, Johnny Million, I want to thank you for um, burping on the show today. Uh, they're not allowed to be offensive, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I didn't do it over uh, the air, did I? It was just for the No, no, it was just for the chat room. So as part of the happy ending, and we got probably time for one more caller before we- Johnny's uh, going to burp. Yeah, he'll, I'm just prepping everyone. Um, and um, by the way, did you take weights and measurements or we just have to go by how much time it took you? Anyway, so <laughs> the uh, to go to the cornfield. Um, so uh, over the course, I want to say this, by the way, as part of the happy ending. Um, I While I am indeed in YouTube jail currently, um, it has made uh, it all the more important and and all the more appreciative of the of the fact that we have as many um, Patreon supporters as we do. Thank you guys so much during this rough patch. It it is nice to have you as consistent supporters of the show. We're still trying to reach the 500 number, but the number has grown. I uh, I think we're at 337 now. The last time I checked. Um, so um, that's part of the happy ending is the amount of support that's happened for the show over this time, and why my concern for people who get uh, you know, undercut during this time where I've had to shift all my, all my stuff to, um, 
you know, from the, you know, live performance world as a touring stand-up, which was the, you know, my bread and butter. It's how I feed my kid, you know. Um, we have 332. That's awesome. Thank you guys so much. And we're um, we're still trying to hit that 500 number. So go to patreon.com slash Hal Sparks if you want to support the show. It's a little monthly thing. Price of a cup of coffee. You can support it with more if you want to, um, but you don't have to. Um, whatever, whatever you can do, if anything at all. And if you can't, just come and listen to us. We'll continue to talk and fight the good fight every week. That's the happy ending part is that um, I'm not putting any of this show behind a paywall like some people do. Well, they'll take the whole show and put it on Patreon behind a wall. I'm not doing it. So thank you to the Patreon supporters for supporting also everyone else who listens to the show because that's what makes you guys extraordinary. Um, so, uh, and then... Also, uh, Twitch is now our home currently for the live stream, twitch.tv slash Hal Sparks. Um, I know you can watch on Facebook and you can watch on, on Periscope, but the way that helps us the most is over on Twitch, and I want to thank them for uh, giving us all the extra love lately. They sent me a free T-shirt. Can you see it, Johnny? Uh, apparently, apparently um, because we moved over from YouTube, my numbers went through the roof, and they were like, well, this guy's an up-and-comer. Like, well, yeah. Um, and I'm just saying, YouTube never sent me a T-shirt. They never did. Mm-mm. Not a one. But yeah, so, but Streamlabs and Twitch sent me one. They're like, please game. Um, so uh, let's let's see. I've got, yeah, we got about four minutes left. Let me grab one more caller. Uh, who do we have, Paul? Let's go with John from Hammond. Excellent. John. Wait a minute. John from Hammond? Not, not John Hammond from from Jurassic Park. I'm sorry. No. Um, John from Hammond, Indiana. How you doing, Hal? Okay, good. All right. I'm good. I'm good, John. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I think Joe made a mistake personally in picking up Kamala Harris. Um, and I'll tell you why. Why? Clint, Hillary Clinton okay. picked a second-tier politician. Was it Kane or Keene? Remember that guy from Virginia, Senator? Tim Kane. And, yes. Yeah, Tim Kane. Right. She could have picked Bernie Sanders. That would have gotten all the really hardcore progressives on her bandwagon. I voted for Hillary. I'm going to vote for Joe. But he mm-hmm. made the same mistake. He could have picked a first-tier leader like Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer or Bernie or Elizabeth Warren. He could have picked somebody. So he takes this. And here's the point I'm making. It's just as well, no, Kamala, Kamala, Hold on. When, let, me, let me interrupt you in that one point. When I, yeah. I hear where you're coming from to some degree. There are other considerations, again, on Elizabeth Warren, why she can't be considered because she is not in what we would call a safe senatorial seat. And if we're trying to take back the Senate, which is strategy, it wouldn't be her. Bernie Sanders um, would not accept the vice presidential nomination from uh, Joe Biden and would probably lose a good deal of followers in doing it and undermine his future plans if he has any at all post whatever uh, electoral thing. And he's not a direct Democrat. That was part of the problem they ran into. I would argue that Kamala Harris as a senator, which is a fairly common thing to add to a ticket. Most uh, vice presidents have been senators, I think, in volume over time. But as the as a black woman, as the AG of California, especially when you've got a bunch of criminals running amok, as the person who shut down Kavanaugh in a bunch of ways, who shut down Barr in these hearings, as much as they were controlled by the Republicans, Kamala Harris pulled back control in those situations. She's definitely a rising star within it. If we used your standard Obama wouldn't have been president for eight years. So, okay, but I, I, go ahead. I, I hear you, but let's just face it. She was in a competitive race. We all voted in the primaries. 
She got diddly squat. The point I'm making here, uh, uh, Hal, is that it's just as wrong. She was within 2% big- of what Warren got. She yeah, just left early. End, she, she dropped out early. Okay, all right, I'll, I'll grant yeah. you that. But the, the mm-hmm. point is, it's just as wrong to pick somebody based on, based on race and gender it is, as it is to not pick somebody based on race and gender. We should be totally I don't think she was. I don't based. think she was. I, I understand that, but I don't think. Here's the problem. Uh, the, the issue is not whether or not you have a, a meritocracy that's based on a skill set, and then the racial aspect of it is non-existent. She does win on the meritocracy level, and she's also black, and 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 so you have multiple people who on a, on merits would serve, uh, you know, great in that position. The other aspect of groups of people who have never been represented in the government because we're a democracy, because we're not a, a racially homogenous country like India or like England in that regard. Um, it matters in this country in a way that it does in others. She she meets the standards on her own, regardless of her race or gender. These are pluses. These are representative pluses. This doesn't deny anybody else's uh, their shot. These are additions to her qualifications. She, they're pluses. So I appreciate uh, um, the call, and I understand where you're coming from. It was never going to be Bernie. It's not going to be Bernie. Um, and... And people need to be inspired because of what's going to actually get put through in in terms of policy. Uh, Thanks so much for the call. Paul, thank you for filling in today. Devin, we love you. Thank you, CPT. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks, Johnny Million, for being with us. At J Million on Twitter. Follow him and enjoy all the the guitar pictures. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Everybody else, um, you know know where to find me. Go to HalSparks.com. Links abound. Hey, Chris, did you know that a large percentage of the face masks sold on the market today are actually fraudulent? Oh, my God. Fraudulent. I don't know what that means, but I'm assuming they're not protecting us. So many of them claim to have levels of filtration that they don't meet or worse, have virtually no filtration at all. No filtration, which means you're not getting protected for this virus the way you should be. A very small number of manufacturers have respirator face models that are tested by the U.S., by the MPPTL, and authorized by the FDA. So buying a mask model that has been FDA authorized is the best way to ensure that you and your family are getting a true respirator mask. These masks filter to greater than 95% efficiency and can be worn, making them a perfect choice as wearing masks is one of the key things we can do to keep ourselves and our neighbors safe. And right now, that's all you got to do. Just be a good neighbor. Right now, the NewDealShop.com has FDA authorized KN95 respirator masks with anti-fake stickers on every single package. I'm assuming that means we know that these are not fake masks. Like people are trying to knock off the KN95, not these. These are not fake. There's a sticker on the package that says so. So these respirator masks are in stock. I know you've been trying to get these things all over the place, but you can get them here. They're in stock in the U.S. and ship immediately for free for my listeners and by adding the code SEXYLIBERAL. So right now you can get even... 10% 10% off the clean phone UV sanitizer just for buying these FDA authorized masks. So you can get that discount on the sanitizer that we've been talking about on all the sexy liberal podcasts. And you can have that when you get these masks. So go to the new now and get verified authenticated FDA authorized KN95 mask shipped immediately to your home or business. That's the new And as I said, that's the new